Welcome to Music Therapy, this is Jessica Risker and um, today we have a very special guest. We're going to be talking to Chris Coleslaw of Tobacco City. Um, like I said, I'm Jessica Risker. Hey Chris! Um, and uh, I'm a musician here in Chicago and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music therapy is a, a mental health space for musicians and creatives, especially while we're going through all this craziness with the coronavirus. And uh, I really wanted to talk to some um, fellow musicians about what their experience has been like um, through all this, how their lives have changed, how their music has changed. So today I'm really excited to uh, talk to Chris. Chris, if you want to hop on whenever you're ready. And welcome everybody who's joining us. Thanks for watching. I'm just going to get Chris connected here and then we'll, we'll just talk about how Chris's life has been going since all of this... Uh, all this changed. And if you want to look at uh, some older sessions that I've done, I've been putting them all up on YouTube and there's a link in my bio. So if you want to go check out any past interviews or other topics, I've done things like um, topics on creating a routine, on feeling pressure to be creative, um, on all that stuff is up on YouTube. So. Let's see. Here's Chris. We're waiting for Chris to connect. Hey. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. It's nice to see you. Yeah. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. You hear me I was okay? going to try and not say that, but I did. Yeah. Well, we got to gotta be sure. Yeah. So actually, let me try. So how have you been? Um, I've been good. I've been good. Yeah. Well, so the first thing that I want to, that I want to say that is just kind of coming from a, a counselory ethical place is to get a verbal agreement that you understand this is not a confidential therapy session. It's not a therapy session. Okay. I, okay. I understand. I agree. Just make sure I'm covered. There. You can tell okay. everyone everything I say. Okay. Um, well, I guess, you know, the first thing that I wanted to start off with was just kind of getting a sense of, of what your life looked like before before the, the shelter-in-place order? Yeah. Um, well, before shelter-in-place, uh, I was a wealthy, successful musician. Um, and now I've been uh, become a pauper, and I have no success or money left. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely... Uh, my amount of musical interaction is down to basically just me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's changed a lot. Um, yeah, not playing any shows has been weird. Were you working before all of this? Yeah, yeah. I'm a dog walker. Uh-huh. So Are I was you still doing, doing that. that? Uh, no, no. Just uh, staying at home, basically. Did people let you down easy with that? Did they... um, I've had a few clients who are really cool and are kind of like paying me through this. Oh. Uh, not many, but like a few who are uh -huh. nice and good. And then um, I'm going to be on unemployment soon. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Have you navigated that system yet? Yeah, I applied and then it's like they sent my car. It's like they're doing everything out of order as usual. So, like, I got a card with no money and now it's like, you know, it'll sort itself out, I'm sure. Okay. Well, at least yeah. you got through in a way. Yeah, after I mean, it took a while. Like the website was crashing, etc. So, how much how much time of your day before all this happened where you spent like dog walking or doing that kind of work? Um, it's a pretty like short gig, which is why I like it. So you know, I usually work like four or five hours a day. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then, how would you spend the rest of your days? Um. <laughs> That depends. Um, I like to make dinner. Um, but, you know, usually there'd be like at least I'm in a couple of bands. So there'd usually be some music going on or mm -hmm. probably going to shows at night would be my uh -huh. main uh, social outlet, I guess. Do you and are you, do you live with somebody or with anybody? Yeah, I've got two roommates. I live with uh, my friend Rin and uh, Izzy from Izzy True. So have they been through this? Good roommates, bad roommates? Great roommates. That's good. And like so lucky too because, uh, oh man, I could imagine living 
with either alone, which would drive me insane, or yeah. with people you don't get along with would be a nightmare. Yeah, everyone's on the same page with the staying home and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 really, yeah. We're all, uh, we're all probably like imbued with a bit of paranoia to begin with, so uh -huh. it's fine. It worked out great. <laughs> Good, so it's a strength right now. Yeah, we were um, correct to be paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> We're right to be paranoid our whole lives. So you already had all the beans and <laughs> yeah, needed. Yeah. So are you guys working on? I know Izzy's a musician. Is is your other roommate a musician too? Uh, no. Uh, they do like yoga and stuff like that. So they've been doing some yoga classes out of the house here. Okay. Yeah. And are you and Izzy working on anything together? We made a song together called uh, "Kicked Out of Gym Class." Uh, was that about the yoga session? It was like, uh, it was about, I think inspired by this time that I stole a Jock Jam CD from my gym teacher. Uh -huh. um, and we kind of made a really goofy song about it. So that was cool. We like collaborated. And we've been doing, um, Izzy's staying with their partner right now, but we were doing uh, like some old timey jams after dinner because uh -huh. they play the fiddle a little bit actually very well and so we were jamming on some old-timey songs that was cool cool yeah um I've, I've been listening to keep on the sunny side a lot oh, yeah and i think i'm going to try to play it you know later today yeah yeah that's such a good one yeah it feels it feels good right now i feel like the old-timey songs have been really sounding good to me again and I think it's because a lot of them are like about the depression. Yeah, <laughs> about the Great I was depression. thinking about that too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was listening to that song. Uh, it's called "There's No Depression in Heaven," I think. Mm -hmm. And it's like about yeah, just like wishing that <laughs> everything wasn't awful. And I was like, oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. So what? I mean, how? How was the adjustment for you from having some something of a structure between working and like working on music to kind of switch to not having that that freedom? Um, it's day by day because um, I think I'm better now that I'm older about giving myself some structure. Uh -huh. um, so I've been enjoying some aspects of it. Um, but I do enjoy having like something to do every day mm -hmm. um, just to kind of keep me accountable. So I have had a few days where it's just like deleted scenes of a day where it's like, well, I'm just going to sleep and stay in bed and watch TV or whatever. Yeah. But I've been trying to, you know, like uh, make a little to-do list in the day for the day and mm -hmm. work on, I've been working on some music here at home and try to like set a little goal for that anyways. So that has been, I mean, honestly, I would love to just not work and stay home and goof off all day, but. You've gotten a taste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this has always been my dream. So, okay, so this hasn't been a terrible adjustment in that kind of way for you, it sounds like. Yeah, that part of it hasn't been terrible, but um, I'm like a pretty social person. So it's yeah. like, that's been. Yeah. So, okay. One of the things that, you know, when I'm, I've been working with clients that they're struggling a little bit, it feels like we're at a point now where it, it's feeling very Groundhog Day-ish mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to think of what, what kinds of things, you said you make a to-do list, like what kinds of things do you put on your to-do list? Um, well, yesterday it was like, I had to do my taxes, <laughs> so I did my taxes, and I like uh, applied for food stamps. And then uh -huh. I've been um, Izzy's partner Juan is like amazing and like loaned us this computer to use for recording. So I've been trying to like download like a synthesizer to play, uh -huh. and I can't figure it out. So I've basically been having to like learn about a computer. <laughs> okay. And so I've made a couple like goals for yesterday to do that. You yeah. Know. Do you have um, other markers that you put through the day? Like, do you get out and go for a walk or? Um, I've been trying to like, now that the weather is, when the weather's bad, I don't bother yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but you know, I try to at least move around a little bit. I've been doing yoga on Tuesdays with my mm -hmm. roommate through Happy Gallery, um, which has been good. Um, but I don't, I try to set goals as I go, kind of. I'm not a big planner. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like that's working for you on the whole. Do you, do you feel like it is? Yeah, I don't feel stressed about, uh, you know, the time stretching out before me or anything like that. I think I'm ready to be used to that because like um i actually love that movie groundhog day and that's like the concept is like you know what would you do if you had infinite time and in the beginning he's like oh i'm gonna let he like serves his own interests uh and then as he realizes he has this infinite time it's like he starts to learn the piano and he does all this like stuff like for other people and he's like basically a goofy clown all the time so yeah. it's like yeah it's like, uh, how would you spend your time if you had the choice? It's like, now you kind of find out. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like I could see myself having, back when I did Live Alone, kind of like you were saying, like if I just had an open day in front of me, getting out of whack very quickly and very yeah. soon. Yeah. I think that not living, I think if I lived alone, this would be a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I would be, I would maybe slide into some serious depression slash like never doing the dishes kind of vibe. Right. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah, probably. Things like, yeah. Um, do you, do you like use Zoom a lot or do you, do you reach out to people in other ways besides just your roommates? Um, yeah. I've been talking with some of my family on Zoom and then I've been FaceTiming with like, my dad and my mom and my sister my sister has like a three-year-old so i've been mm -hmm. like you know i'll like chat with them on zoom here and there mm -hmm. and then a couple friends you know yeah i've been doing that at, at least every day for sure so okay so you're mu going back to your music what did you did anything did any plans you had with like your music or the album that you've been working on um that you had shared with me, mm -hmm. um, did anything like change about any of those plans? Did you have any shows? Um, yeah, we had a, we had a couple of really cool shows that got canceled. Um, uh, one of them is like sort of rescheduled for the fall. Uh -huh. Um, Esther, the band I'm in with Anna, mm -hmm. uh, we had an album release show that was supposed to be last week. So we missed that. And then Tobacco City, we had like sort of a, tentative record deal that i think maybe is going to fall through now oh no um mostly because of the post office it's like it depends now about the post office because uh Wait. it's like this small uh record label down in tulsa and uh they are like unsure if without the post office they would be able to like continue their distribution and get their stuff to record stores in a way that would make any sense so they're oh. like basically waiting to see if they f are going to fold. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, like, I think I was thinking about this today. Like the potential of the post office closing is a nightmare for independent music. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. It's both, the, both, both the post office and your album could be casualties of this. Right, right, yeah. Uh, one of them is probably more important to uh, to most people. I'm obviously talking about our album. Uh, it's going to affect affect millions of lives. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I was thinking, yeah, more and more about the ripples of that potential. I mean, I'm sure what they're doing is posturing, and that they're going to probably try to like privatize it in some kind of snake like evil way. And uh, but yeah, that could be like a real nightmare for you know every aspect of music like if you're an independent musician you ship your stuff all over right yeah not good that's disappointing <laughs> yeah yeah that was i mean it's still up in the air and i think that they're still interested in doing stuff with us they're just mm -hmm. like um like we don't know what to do yet so it's just on hold yeah it's, it's just like plan. on hold um yeah so how have you been 
how have you been working on music these days? What's it been looking? I, for, I mean, I had um, heard from a lot of people there and continue to hear from people, both musicians and the, the clients that I'm working with in my practice that, you know, they feel this pressure to create, be creative. This is like this golden opportunity to make, make stuff. And for some people, I think that's working and some people it's not coming through at all. Um, yeah. How do you, I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, I think, I think that, uh, I think social media creates a lot of pressure to be like constantly creative all the time. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I like to make music all the time, but as far as like the creative side of it, writing and, um, mostly writing is, is a real timing thing. Um, it just happens when it's happening. Okay. So I could imagine being in a situation where, uh, where you're sort of unable to create, you know, you're uninspired. Um, I had this weird thing. So I follow this Instagram page. It's like this comedian and he does like animal voiceover videos. Uh-huh. Like it'll be like a funny video and he like does their voices. I think it's like totally hilarious. It's called Tony Baker. It's like really funny. Um, but, um, I noticed he all of a sudden had like way more videos now that he's like in quarantine, he can do like way more videos, Yeah. but they were like, weren't as funny. And I was like, Oh, like he's capitalizing on the time, but like the quality was definitely down. But I've been kind of like, I was talking with um, our bass player in Tobacco city, Eliza about this. I've been kind of like just accepting that what I'm doing now probably isn't as good as it usually is, but like uh-huh. doing it anyways. I'm like, yeah, this song probably sucks, but I'm going to work on it anyways. That seems, that seems like a very good attitude. Yeah, like, I don't have to, maybe I just don't show anybody. I don't know. Like, What do you, what do you, what's your theory on why it's harder to create right now? Or, or create something as good? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's definitely, um, I know that for me, um, I have had, like, basically like an impossible time writing lyrics so i've been like writing songs but i can't because everything is so it uh undefined right now like mm-hmm. and up in the air and crazy i'm like i can't find myself saying anything definite and feeling confident in it yeah um and so what i've been doing is like doing kind of a cut and paste technique and like I took a bunch of uh, Marx Brothers jokes and W.C. Fields jokes and I like cut them up and made them rhyme and like used that for lyrics for a song. That's cool. Because I was like, I don't think I can, like if I wrote a song right now, it would be like, I don't know who could say, (laughs) you know, like it would be like a nightmare song. (laughs) When when things are, are more normal, where do you... Where do you find the inspiration for your lyrics? Where do you pull from? Where do they come from? Um, um, I'm not sure. I kind of do like a mumbly technique where I just kind of like play and mumble. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like whatever I mumble, I find a couple of words that the mumble sounded like. And then from there, I'll like establish a theme and then I'll write a theme. Or a lot of times I write about like movies or something. So, so there's something about, <clears throat> even though at that time you're, you're still kind of starting with nothing, but right. like kind of following the sounds and then filling in the blanks and mm-hmm. coming into clarity, but you feel like you have a greater sense of confidence in how you can fill it in than you do now. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I, I mean, I actually have written a couple of full sets of lyrics that were pretty good, but I what I'm working on now is like this album I've wanted to do for like a year and it's got a theme, like it's got sort of a, like a relatively definite theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I find it pretty easy to write for that. But um, with Tobacco City, when we write, it's kind of like, you know, we just write whatever we want. There's no th- like real um, concrete theme. Mm-hmm. And that kind of song, I can't really... I got nothing for that right now. You need some kind of tether. 
yeah like unless there's like unless i know specifically what i'm writing about i'm just like uh what do i say i just don't know that makes sense when everything is so unstable yeah you need some kind of foundation to be able to bounce off of right yeah 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 i could do that what's can i ask the theme of the the album that you're working on yeah, um, it's easy right now because it's like I'm I'm making the like politically paranoid album of my dreams. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, it's it's about um, it started a, a, about this guy Jolly West um, that I read about in this book about Charles Manson. <laughs> I I like told myself before I did this, I was like, this is not a political thing. Don't do it. But like, it's about this guy um, Jolly West who was like worked for the CIA and he's uh, he's essentially like a mind control uh, agent in the paramilitary, United States paramilitary. And okay. so he, he uses like drugs to control people's minds. That's like his job um, or was his job. And, you know, he uh, worked with Charles Manson and then he like interviewed Jack Ruby um, and he, got the confession from Ted Kaczynski and a lot of this was like him using but basically using LSD to like manipulate people's minds okay and he famously killed an elephant with a giant syringe of LSD in Ohio in the 70s um so I, I learned about that guy and it blew my mind I was like whoa and so I started writing about him and then the album's kind of about uh attempting to like know all this stuff and not lose your mind and walking that line kind of. Attempting to know what stuff? To know about just the like deep corruption and oh. violence and just awful stuff that happens like on our behalf really, like by yeah. our government uh, and to like know and understand that but also like be able to like function and have a conversation with other people. That's not about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, kind of where like I what started. Kind of, unless you are like, what kind of narrative would you have to tell yourself to make that sit with you? Okay. Yeah. To make that sort of dark information sit with you. Okay. You mean the, yeah, I guess the dark information or, or I'm kind of getting the sense that you're saying just the manipulation that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or kind of like um, making a space in my head for uh, thinking about awful things and then making a space in my head for like normal, nice things. Right. You know? Looking up recipes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, cooking, man, I love to cook. This, I've been cooking a lot and it really does just like focus your mind, take it off of Jeffrey Epstein or whatever. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually wrote in my notes for this interview i wrote epstein is alive but i thought i probably shouldn't say that on this are you, uh, are you doing a lot of thinking about him right now <laughs> uh yeah yeah <laughs> uh, do you want to say more about it no <laughs> okay <laughs> well i mean what else so you've been working on that album yeah, and, and that's, I'm just doing it here. Like, my plan was over the summer to, like, find a place to record and maybe, like, get a couple friends together and do mm -hmm. it properly. Um, so you're not only writing it, you're recording it. Yeah, I'm recording it at home with, like, some pretty limited means. Um, I've never recorded uh, at home. I've never done this. So... Really? Um, I never was super interested in like the recording side of music. I've always mm -hmm. mostly just liked writing and uh, performing. So like I'm learning, I started on GarageBand mm -hmm. and now I've upgraded to Reaper. Uh, and then I've been collaborating with our bandmate, Nick, who plays pedal steel in Tobacco City and in Gliders. Mm -hmm. And um, with, a few other people and I've basically been sending them stems of what I'm recording mm -hmm. and then they're recording and sending them back and doing like sort of a collaborative outreach kind of thing. Okay. That seems like a really good segue to listen to one of the tracks you sent me. It was oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. America song. 
Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, let me. Okay, so Chris sent some songs that sounds like is exactly, you know, is what you're talking about. Let me turn my uh, phone around because I've got to listen on my speakers. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I recorded some of this here and then sent it to Nick and then he recorded the drums and the steel and then sent it back. And so it's been like sort of a back and forth. Okay. Let's see. Let me pull it real quick. Tell me if you want me to turn it up. Sounds good to me. turn the camera back around yeah that uh i should say this too nick uh on instagram he's long tall sally but he's at home and can record pedal steel and Ooh. is like and is a incredible um so if anyone is doing kind of what i'm doing and collaborating and you want pedal steel he's amazing that's so. great that was um i really loved it it not to reduce your song to a comparison, but it made me, um, it gave me the same kind of feeling that I really love when I listen to Neil Young. Oh yeah, yeah. That was very directly like ripping off out on the weekend, that Neil Young song. Like when 
when me and Nick were talking, we just basically said, like, let's make that song. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. like it really feels, uh, it really feels like it fits the mood. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, Nick, I just saw in the chat, he said, hit me up, peeps. Yeah, he's great. Like, he can, he's really helped me, like, figure out how to do I lost you for a minute there. He can really, I'm assuming you say you said whale, but. Uh, yeah, he's really great. But, uh, yeah, he, he's been helping me, like, uh, sort of figure out recording and sending stuff out. And so, like, it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was amazing. Who did the drums? Did you do the drums? Uh, Nick did the drums and the pedal steel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so is there anything, is there anything else that, you know, has been kind of part of your experience that stands out to you as far as just either just kind of your, your time not related to music or musically? Um, I don't know. I think, I think what this whole thing has been for me is kind of like, um, and maybe this is a collective feeling or maybe it's just my bubble of people, but it feels like a moment of, uh, of like maybe realizing that the way we've been organized and living is like completely unsustainable if it can't take a blow like this without mm -hmm. just totally collapsing mm -hmm. and that there is a better way out of this, you know, I have my opinions as to what that is, but it's like, you know, um, I think that people are able to like sort of stop and think about like maybe this system of, you know, justifying being alive by working and needing to pay rent doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, maybe this whole thing is upside down. And uh, I think that this is going to be a big moment coming out of this i think people are being radicalized left and right i've been working on radicalizing my mom and making her read karl marx <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah i think uh i think that this sucks uh but and it's exposing a lot of the crises that we have in our system and i think it's going to be good ultimately out of struggle comes like progress i guess yeah do you is this something that you might write about uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to use the time to like keep learning more about, you know, sort of like movement history and stuff. But um, I think I'm kind of like in an absorbing phase right now, I think. Maybe. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's a very percolating kind of moment. Yeah. You got to like suck stuff up before you can put anything out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is very strange to be uh right in the middle of something historic and to know yeah. there. Yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, this is like a massive moment in history. And I think that um, the sort of moment we grew up in was it was really in denial of that ever happening again. And yeah. we lived in the sort of like end of history era um, with the 90s and people have a really hard time. I, I've been reading a lot about um, like concepts of hegemony and like the idea that it's very difficult to see beyond what we have and mm -hmm. to like, and to dream and organize um, something outside of what we already know. It's just mm -hmm. like, what do you think of, you know, when you think about a different system? And so it's like, now we've got a lot of time to sit around and think about that. Yeah. What do you think your life is going to look like once things begin turning the page? Um, it's tough to say. I've, I've been hesitant to like make any predictions about stuff just cause I'm like, who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I'm just further moving towards like, I'm just going to do what I want to do and what I think is going to be not evil. <laughs> like, I think like I'm I'm not going to waste my time because if all of this is uh temporary and all of this could fall down so easily then I'm not going to spend my time serving other people you know so like not not helping other people but you know serving bosses and and uh 
helping rich people get richer seems like a waste of time. Uh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask, oh, I wanted, do you, okay, well, you just said you don't want to make predictions, but what do you, do you have, you have you. any thoughts on, like, what things are going to look like for the sort of indie music community once, let's say, we get to the point where there are more venues, we can go out and we can, like, be in crowds and all that. Have you, yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be pretty joyous once we can do that again. Um, the predictions I'm seeing aren't good, that it will be a while before we can do that. But yeah. I think that that will be an unbelievable time to have gone this long without it. And then to have it again will be like amazing. Um, I'm nervous that all of this, it seems like every trend of this is bad for music somehow, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, I worry about independent venues not mm -hmm. being able to survive this, yeah. which would mean that something like Live Nation would be like able to swoop in and really like dominate the market and just yeah. further like homogenize and corporatize music and make it even more boring and bland. But on the other hand, maybe this really reinvigorates uh, DIY music or something, you know? Yeah, and maybe different ways of consuming it, like virtually. Yeah, and I think that um, this has exposed too, like a lot of the problems with what's the new paradigm of music, which is like the streaming stuff. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that is out in the open now because Spotify has been horrible through this thing. You know, Bandcamp did a lot for artists and Bandcamp yeah. is better in general for artists. And uh, people reached out and Bandcamp did something, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you, Spotify's response is like, you know, you can post your GoFundMe on, a, you know, it's like, it's nightmare. So um, that's good, though. Like, we, we're seeing what works and what doesn't. And we'll, we know better than what to put our energy towards when we're able to. So what's your prediction on how long shelter in place here in Illinois is going to last? Um, I mean, it's hard to say, but I mean, I see this going into the summer for sure. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff I'm saying about seeing about crowds, like show like crowds would be like not till next year. Yeah. Um, no one I've talked to is booking anything like even in the summer, or at least I'm not. Um, we've booked some stuff in the fall and I hope we can do it, but uh, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm as prepared as one can be to uh, quote hunker down until June. But after that, I think I'll go a little batty. Yeah. Um, I, yes. Like this lasts forever. Uh, like, yeah, I could see by the time the weather gets nice, et cetera, like it driving everyone nuts. Yeah, for sure. Which is dangerous too. But I think people, excuse me, are, um, are serious about it. And so if that's what we need to do, I think people will do it. Or at least I hope that they would. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we are living through a big piece of crazy history, so... What do you, because, you know, part of the reason that I started music therapy was, like I said, to kind of create a space for mental health mm -hmm. and, you know, what, what might be helpful and supportive to musicians and creatives and anybody really, but, you know, this is a community that, that I'm in, I love being part of, and that I always find it helpful to hear how my musician friends are doing and, you know, it sounds... It sounds to me like on the whole, you've been coping pretty well with the situations, not ideal, obviously, but that you've been, you've been working on music, you've been mm -hmm. very easy on yourself when, you know, maybe you're writing something that you don't feel as good as you have potential to do, but you've been cool with that. What do you, what do you feel has been working for you to make this, you know, as, as smooth as possible for you to cope with? Um, I think I think a lot of it has been um, 
not really my own doing has been like the help of other people really um like doing going through the collaborative process is like keeping me from it's keeping me accountable and continuing stuff and then like i've been able to record at home really through like the kindness of like my roommates and uh juan my roommate's partner because he like loaned us all this stuff everything i'm recording on is like borrowed right now basically uh-huh. um so like uh not being afraid to reach out to other people has been like something i'm sometimes hesitant to do but the results yeah. of it have been like the things that are helping me get through okay. this um some of that was like your advice when you interviewed maria you you know before you left the interview like oh yeah make sure to reach out to someone and like especially if you're alone um that's what other people are around for you know we got to help each other that's been i'm only doing this well because of other people yeah that's good i mean i can i can feel for myself too that sometimes i'm a little timid about reaching out or i'm not sure someone's going to want to i don't know do something or whatever and just my right. back but um my feeling is that right now, I, that's probably a, not the right way to feel anyway, but I feel like especially right now, people are going to be very, very open to hearing from you and will be happy to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like, yeah, that's that's something that is the worst, one of the worst things for people right now is the isolations were just not built to not be social. Mm-hmm. Even if you think you're kind of introverted, you still need some kind of social interaction and you know the idea of reaching out to somebody every day either somebody because you need it or even somebody that you think that you can think of and maybe they live alone and maybe just saying hey would be nice too yeah just say hi i was thinking about that the other day because uh there's no replacement for uh you know how like in real life i'll call it the before times yeah you would like bump into someone on the street yeah that you like barely know Okay, well, there's like, no, that doesn't happen now, obviously. Yeah. So I was like, well, what would, would it be crazy to like, just like scroll through my thing and like FaceTime someone I barely know and just be like, hey, it's like we're bumping into each other on the street. (laughs) I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know if that would be a nuisance or not, but it seems like there's that part of uh, unplanned human interaction that I can't figure out how to replace at the moment. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you, let's see, I was gonna, you you sent another song. Do you want to listen? Should we listen to that song? Yeah, sure. Um, that's the one where I cut up the lyrics. Um, so yeah, this, Oh, okay. This is the, okay, cool. It's a little bit of a rough mix going forward because I think we're going to send it out to get some bass and, but yeah, it's like, it's probably like, the best thing I've come up with during quarantine, I guess. Okay. Let me, my phone's a little bit ago said 20% battery, but hopefully that will survive. Fingers crossed. Uh, just, just sending out the warning. Let me, uh, I'm realizing as you play these, that all the songs I've come up with during this have like tons of swear words in them. Um, that's okay. Yeah. We're all okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but maybe that's coming out of your subconscious a little bit. It's just Yeah. I might be a little upset about things. Yeah. Okay.
Should, uh, we should collaborate. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Is there, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about or wanted people to know or to say to anybody? Um, well, thanks everybody uh, for tuning in. I wanted to just thank again, like my friends who have helped me to start recording at home. And I want to say hi to Tobacco City because I miss my band <laughs> and uh, it sucks not being in a room with them and getting to play and uh, this is the longest me and Lexi have gone without singing together for a long time so it's I miss them very much but yeah, yeah. well uh, I, I miss you and I'm glad that uh, we got to talk it was nice yeah this is great Hi. yeah it's so nice to see you <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, let me know. Let's collaborate. I'd love okay. to, uh, I'd love to do some stuff. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Chris. And, yeah. oh, where, where can people find your music and support your music? Um, Tobacco City has a band camp, which I think is just tobaccocity.bandcamp. And then I've got chriscoleslaw.bandcamp, which at some point I'm going to be dumping these, uh, corn, quarantines on um so yeah like you can jump on there for sure cool well thanks yeah. thanks a lot yeah thank you jessica it's great to see you you too all right well i'm gonna play a song to kind of close this out okay how do i uh should i slide out how do i do that i don't know how you do it i don't know i'll figure it out okay okay <laughs> right. i'm gonna get ready um so yeah, I've been, like I said earlier, I've been listening to uh, Sunny Side of Life and um, it just seems, it just seems really fitting right now. So I'm going to give, give this song a try. I hope you guys are doing well. Okay, here we go. There's a dark and a troubled side of there's a bright, there's a sunny side too Though we meet with the darkness and strife The sunny side we also may view Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side Keep on the sunny side of life it will help us every day, it will brighten all the way If we keep on the sunny side of life Oh, the storm and its fury broke today Crushing hopes that we cherish so dear Clouds and storms will in time pass away the sun again will shine bright and clear 
Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day, it will brighten all the way. If we keep on the sunny side of life. If we keep on the sunny side of life. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking to Vivi Lightbody. That's going to be at 2.30. And then on Sunday, I'm talking to Krista Tolanian. We're going to just talk uh, how they're doing and how things have been impacted and hopefully listen to some of their music, too. So as I always say, um, to keep in mind, just try to get out and go for a walk today. Talk to somebody today. Reach out and talk to somebody today. Try to stay safe. Please write me or say hi, and um, it's really nice to see you guys, and thanks for all the comments and, and watching, and uh, you can find this and older, older uh, episodes on YouTube. It's in my bio, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow, 2.30 with Vivi Lightbody.